0: It took me quite a while to understand that it was about the mindset too. It was about how do you handle, for instance, anxiety. Because I live with anxiety. It's, uh, it's here right next to me while we we're talking. Just that, well, it's like this imaginary frame when you're a kid, but it's just here in your shoulder. <laughs> it's just how to handle anxiety, how to focus.
1: That's Principal Engineer David Penulosa, who recently achieved the Cisco Certified Design Expert, or CCDE, certification. The CCDE is proof that you have the knowledge to build effective solutions that conform to business requirements and stakeholder expectations. It basically validates your status as a technical visionary and demonstrates mastery over the art and science of network design. In this episode, David tells Cisco Learning Network community manager Matt Saunders the story of earning this expert-level certification, the ups and downs, how he best prepared, and about the mindset he felt like he needed to pass the challenging exams for this expert-level certification. But first, Matt asks David about how he shared the news.
2: So David, you recently changed your Twitter profile description.
0: Yes. It's been from, I think, for about eight, no, seven years. CCDE wannabe hashtag. I had it the whole thing in, in a single word. And I finally passed the exam, so I could get rid of the wannabe now. So it's a bit shorter. See, the moment I could actually delete that, it, it was a bit liberating. And at the same time, uh. I'm not gonna lie, it was making you feel well realize accomplished, finally I'm not a wannabe anymore, right? Which actually puts a heavier load over your shoulders. Because <laughs> it's well, now you have the name and it's oh. So should I stop making jokes now? So <laughs>
2: <laughs> now you have to live up to it. And so what is the update? What you change it from C C D E wannabe to what? To only CCDE, not a wannabe anymore.
0: It took me... After seven years. Yeah, seven years, eight attempts, one pandemic in the middle, several written exams, and finally I could get a number.
2: That's beautiful, David. Congratulations. Thank you very much.
0: I'm not gonna lie, the moment I read the result, I was expecting another fail, and when I didn't see the fail, I thought something was wrong. <laughs> and worthless my fail, and I kept refreshing the website, and then the website just kicked me out because I was well logging into many times. Just shortly before getting kicked out of the website for twenty four hours, I could see
2: that I had a number, and well,
0: yeah, then I started to cry like a baby. <laughs>
2: So before we get to the crying, yeah, what I wanted to start with is the first time we've had you on the podcast, we were able to capture and share your
1: kind of early story. As Matt mentioned in these previous episodes, David shares his story of how he became passionate about technology and ultimately where his path led him out of Venezuela and into the Czech Republic, where he earned a position as a networking engineer for a prominent telecom company. We're not going to go into detail about that part of his story in this episode, but we highly recommend giving those episodes a listen, especially if you're just getting started out in IT or interested in pursuing Cisco certifications.
2: You were already Cisco certified at that point. You had already moved to the Czech Republic. Yes. You started really accelerating your career. So I want to ask you about motivation for the CCDE, because at that point in time, I feel like your motivation was pretty clear. You were building a career. You were working your way out of Venezuela. You were doing it for not just yourself, but also for your family. And your father was a constant theme in that story and motivation. Mm -hmm. But now you're already an established professional. Yes. You're an established network engineer. Mm -hmm. So what really pushed you over the course of seven years- That's correct. To continue and earn the CCDE ultimately?
0: Well, the truth is that my motivations didn't change too much. At least, I cannot say that, well, I've stopped getting motivated by this and this other thing. Rather, I found a way to turn the things that were motivating me into something bigger, stronger and better. Because the truth is that initially, yes, one of the things was my father. It was, well, the fact that I was raised to be ambitious, to be... Tireless to be uh, simply somebody who doesn't stop until gets it. That's something that didn't change. However, initially in my attempts to not just pass the exam, but in my whole story of trying to leave the country and making a whole life or building it, there was also some negative motivation because it was also about rejecting the place I came from. I just wanted to run away. No, not everything is positive. That doesn't mean that actually you're going to get motivated by negative things because some people, out of spite, they manage to get to higher places. But what happens is that at some point you run out of gas. At some point, you realize that all that negative stuff that was pushing it out of spite, out of rejection, out of simply running away, trying to not to face some of the things, would eventually make you feel empty. And that's what happened with me. During the pandemic, oh God, it stopped everybody first, right? Because we all stopped. We all got trapped at home. We couldn't do anything else and everything suddenly just went down. I was struggling to find myself again and I did start meeting a psychologist after the pandemic because it was really tough. I have been living alone for many years and well when you are in this situation in which you're gonna go anywhere, you're gonna do anything, you're gonna talk to anybody here and well you start to wonder then where I am, what should I do, who I am. It took me quite a long time to find myself which is something that i was missing in my past and also in my previous attempts i had to find then the david that i left behind all these pieces of myself my origins where i came from and motivate myself in a different way it wasn't anymore about trying to simply touch the sky well with the fingers but rather it, i didn't stop chasing the sun but I did start to enjoy the landscape around while I was still doing it. So it wasn't just all about going full throttle like a horse, not looking sideways, just always towards the front and pushing as hard as you can, but rather, well, I'll keep going forward, but I also can enjoy the other things. Because if you then tie everything to a single goal, the moment you achieve it, you feel really empty. And that happened to me briefly. See, once I passed, then I thought... Oh, so what now? <laughs> You're you just hanging there, and then, oh, well, this is awkward. <laughs> the motivation is really important. I had to find other let's say approaches, or I had to find the positive things rather than having negative motivations. It wasn't about demonstrating others that I could make it. It wasn't about leaving everything behind and running away from it. It wasn't about, you are not gonna tell me I cannot do it, which is very common when you set yourself to quite a big goal or a challenging goal. It was about, I will get there, but I will get there because I want to grow. I will get there because there is something in the path that will, make me feel well, more prepared, bigger, a better person. And that's actually what happened. And I always say that for me, this certification and the whole journey has been the most successful of a line of failures I had, in all honesty, <laughs> because I failed far too many times before passing and all those failures brought something. Of course, a cold slap, but something else as well. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I think that's really important to dig into. And you wrote about that beautifully in your blog, that you've written for us on your journey to earning the CCDE and the success of that ultimate success that you achieved there. And that really struck me. And I think one of the reasons why it's really important to talk about that here is, you know, I think our minds reason with us. It's almost like a fight for survival, right? Like I need to do this so I can survive. But you get to that point where, hey, you're working, you're making an income, And that motivation for I think a lot of people needs to shift a bit. It needs to shift from survival mode to, okay, this larger journey and motivating to continue on. And I really love what you said about enjoying that journey along the way, not just reaching for the sun to get to the sun, but to really be able to stop and look around, not really stop, but just as you're going, be able to look around and enjoy.
0: Enjoying the landscape, the view. Exactly. Enjoying the view. That's correct. And also realizing that many of us chase things, including myself, of course. And we often fail to realize that we are quite rich already, but we fail to see the things that surround us. Just because we keep chasing that goal, and you can chase the goal, of course, but without ignoring what's around you and realizing that, oh God, really, I'm already rich. I have already accomplished so much. I have already all this friends' knowledge. I don't have to actually fight for survival anymore. And you don't realize until you stop, but you have to stop a bit.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And now it's more about the continuing evolution and the continuing journey and continuing to pursue. By the way, I failed to mention, not just seven years, but how many attempts? Eight. (laughs) Yeah. So you can imagine if your only motivation is survival and you've been punched in the face eight times, you know, you might start to reason with yourself. You know what? I'm surviving. I'm <laughs> fine. So I, I give you a lot, a lot, a lot of credit for fighting against your own mind in a sense, right? Like pushing back against that and, and pushing through and achieving this. So congratulations. Thank you very much.
0: I had friends who gave me different opinions. Some of them told me, just keep pushing if you want. Some others told me, well, you might want to consider stopping.
2: And I wanted to ask you particularly, how did your community at large, right, play a role in keeping you going? Oh, God, without the community, I would
0: not have made it. And this is something I always repeat when we talk about the networking community. In this case, then I would refer to not just the networking community, but a rather smaller group of people who are my closer friends what I would call my own community my little cluster and uh, I have friends and of course study buddies who will eventually become your friends as to if you share so many hours discussing things of course but in general yes my friends the people around me without their support oh god no 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 I wouldn't have made it when I wrote the blog I wrote there that this success is as much as mine theirs because without them where would I be? For instance, people like Peter Paluch, Daniel Dave, Mark Holm, they were there all the time. They were there every time I failed. And every time I said, I got slapped again. I made this mistake. And, and they were listening to me. They said, okay, we can work in this subject. We can work on this other subject. Let's improve these other things. I had tons of notes about things that I felt were weak during the exam. And over time... over the years then I was studying and well with them on my own of course and also they were there in case I had questions with whatever in case I needed maybe not discuss a technical topic sometimes I only needed somebody to talk about this in many occasions I was sitting with Peter and I was just voicing out my frustration and then I was just ah, pissed and then I felt powerless every time I was coming in and then well with all the hopes and then coming back completely smashed. And some friends, again, not just these three people, it's a wider group, of course, people like Kurt Kleis as well. But some of them, they told me, if you want to keep going, just keep going and I'll support you. If you want to stop, Also, you can stop. You could consider doing something else and coming back to it. Whatever makes you feel better, whatever you feel happier with. But I always had this support. So I could decide at some point just to give up. But I think it was in my second to last attempt. I was ready just to throw the towel. And then, oh God, dude, I got slapped for the seventh time. (laughs) And it took me quite a bit to pick up all my pieces to decide that I would attempt it again. Without them, honestly, I would not have done it because I could have just given up. It was really tough. Every time you felt like you had to just give up, and forget it. This is too painful. Then somebody was pulling my ears or giving me a hug. There you go. You can do it. And I was standing up again and doing it. So without them, no. So it's my name in the certification, but all of them contributed to it. So it's ours in all honesty. Without them, No way.
2: Yeah. And this is another example of how that motivation turned from a negative to a positive, right? Where you had positive encouragement to just continue. Exactly.
1: If you go
0: alone, you will get there faster in some occasions. But if you go with somebody, if you have the company, you might not get there that fast, but you definitely would get farther That's exactly right.
2: That's exactly right. Okay. So at some point you had a decision to make. You could have started off by pursuing the CCIE. True. Or you could go CCDE. What was that decision like for you? What was kind of the deciding factor there? Why did you go for DE for design focused?
0: I was always, since I was a kid, I was always concerned about why of the things my mom was Quite annoyed by me when i was a kid you now i was the kind of inquisitive kid who was always asking why where, why and my mom she had quite a lot of patience but i found ways to deplete it she bought me a book called the why of the things as in to to find out why the things happen in the world i didn't realize there were several volumes so it seems like i had more than one it's been always about me asking, okay, so why this, why this? Things we probably don't wonder. We just assume things are there and we don't wonder why they got there. This applies to networking as well. I was fascinated initially in networking when I could see lights and bits and bytes and ones and zeros and all this. It was a world of possibilities. But over time, then you get to work with other engineers, you get to work with architects, you get to work with a bunch of people. And then I didn't want to be somebody who would know how to do things, which commands to put, which way to configure things, but who wouldn't wonder in some occasions why was there developed why was there place some particular mechanism to fix this problem and in my mind was always about okay but why then some people would tell me just because it is what it is that was the answer it is what it is and then I was getting annoyed (gasps) that that's not the answer I was looking for and in DE it's all about why it's wondering or asking yourself why was this place here? Why was this technology created? What was the problem it was trying to solve? Why? And that's what I liked. I had people who were also inspiring in this aspect, people with an inquisitive mind and also brilliant like Daniel Dibb. And he was at that point, it was in 2016, he took DE. The same day I was taking my last exam for CCMP routing and
1: switching. I was taking the t exam that certification that David just mentioned is no longer available, but the T-Shoot exam was the third exam on the CCNP routing and switching track. In this track, you basically have to show that you can troubleshoot any of the protocols in the CCNA and CCNP route and switch material. This, as you'll hear from David in a moment, laid the groundwork for David's interest in specifically the why of design. I do remember a
0: couple days before he passed the CCDE exam in Madrid, I got hooked with the design mindset, trying to understand why of the things and it just grew into something bigger and bigger. But for me, it was to know why things happen rather than how I can make them happen. Because if I understand why, then I will figure out how to make it happen later. But I wouldn't know what's the root of the problem. And I think that's something I wanted to know desperately.
2: (laughs) I hate to leave with questions. No, that makes sense. You can figure out the how based on your existing technical skills, but really understanding the why, that's a great factor for making that decision. You were able to document in detail pretty well your preparation process, ultimately for passing, right? The seven year long preparation process. Honestly, you shared a lot of valuable nuggets in the blog post that you wrote about the preparation process for the CCDE. But I wanted to ask you in particular, was there any one particular mindset that helped you to ultimately turn that corner and be successful at passing this? Was there a mindset change? What was the kind of the preparation method or preparation key thing? Oh, it was
0: definitely a mindset change because over time, then I realized that I didn't have technical gaps. At least they were not as huge as I thought they were because I always thought I was failing at something. I don't understand these well enough. And then I kept studying it and then, but, It feels like I understand it then. What the hell is this? Say it, it didn't make sense. But then I realized it was also about not just the technical knowledge, but the way you think when you're in the exam, the way you find yourself in the exam, unperturbed. It took me quite a while to understand that it was about the mindset too. It was about how do you handle, for instance, anxiety? Because I leave it inside. It's, uh, it's here right next to me while we we're talking. Just that, well, it's like this imaginary frame when you're a kid. But it's just here in your shoulder. <laughs> it's just how to handle anxiety. How to focus. How would you maintain yourself in the zone, as we can call it sometimes your mind wanders and then how do you do to then set yourself again in the right mood then in my case i was all about taking the exam but i wasn't actually thinking about what i would do while i was taking it so this time as opposed to the other times then i brought many more sweets and every time i felt like i was feeling distracted then i would not just try to snap out of it and keep reading i would i actually step up i would do a series of 20 push-ups and sit again for instance i was finding ways in which i could then refocus but not just in the regular way i was doing it which was just sitting there and then you know sometimes you just hit your head and then come on think no 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 not that way just trying to do different things so i was walking away from the table i was stretching i was doing push-ups i was having glass of water i was washing my face i was doing things or changing the focus for a bit And then when I was sitting, I was a bit refreshed and I could keep up with it. On top of that is also how do you handle your study sessions, for instance? Because the exam is eight hours, but it's not eight continued hours. It's four hours, then a break, and then another four hours. Then when you're studying, do you make study sessions that are four hours long? Or do you take blocks of two hours? How do you study? Because it's also about putting yourself into the same environment that the exam is going to put you. In which way do you then keep track of the things you're studying? Do you have a list of uh, topics? Do you use something like Pomodoro? I use that technique. So it's 25 minutes of active studying, five minutes of break, and then you keep repeating the cycle several times. That helped me a lot. But it's also defined what suits you better. And that's something I didn't think before. Did you study better during the days? Did you study better during the nights when everything is silent? Did you consume better the written content or it's better a video? It's a better audio. It's something else. Do you enjoy doing mind maps, doing drawings? Do you do it in the computer? or? In my case, I do everything by hand. I don't have it here, but I had a massive chunk of paper of notes I wrote by hand because it's the way the things well they fit with me. The, the way I understand things, just writing by hand. Maybe I'm a bit old school, but. Understanding yourself and the way that you consume the information and the way that you understand things and the way you work. Because it's before the exam, during the exam and after the exam, the way you handle your emotions, the way you focus. These are the things that I didn't work on before. And they, well, they drove me past the (laughs) goalpost this time. It was an irresponsible amount of sugar, caffeine and push-ups. Trust me, the people at the exam, the, the other candidates were looking at me like, is this guy really doing push-ups here? And I said, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> that is one question I was going to ask you is, do you recall how many total push-ups you did in the eight-hour time period?
0: Oh, every time I was stepping up, I did 20. And I was stepping up probably every 15 minutes. <laughs> but I don't recall the number. It was a big number, trust me. But it was series of 20. It was the only way to help me out i guess (laughs) but oh god yeah it was a big number
2: and so during that last attempt david again you had already taken how many before that seven before well, and I know there's a big change around the 2020 year mark in the methodology of the exam delivery. So I'm sure that had played a factor. But also that last attempt, did you feel good? Did you feel like, I got this? Or were you still, how did you, what was that like?
0: Well, the truth is that I also made some changes in that particular mindset because in the last attempt, actually in the last two attempts, the sixth and the seventh it's horrible to just name the things that way but yeah the sixth and the seventh i had this mindset of wondering about what's gonna happen if i pass see i was thinking about the future before being able to think about the present i was always worried about what's gonna happen after if i pass it if i fail and it was always that and not what I had in the present, which was the exam itself. I was always anxious about, okay, so what's going to happen? And then doing the exam, then at some point when I felt like some things were not particularly clear, said, I'm going to fail, no. <laughs> and then you had this horrible anxiety eating you up. And that's something I worked to change, of course, with my psychologist. <laughs> and the mindset was different this time. It was, it doesn't matter if I pass or fail, I'm going to give it all now. I'm not gonna wonder what's going to happen after. No, 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 no. Let's just put everything I have here and now. And if I pass, fine, if I fail, fine. But later, I will wonder about that later. It's just now. And that's what I did. I wasn't honestly thinking about passing the exam. I was thinking about, well, doing it as best as I could. And that's what I did. It way well liberating for me because I wasn't wondering about oh what if I fail no it was well let's see when I got here and I had this mindset throughout the exam and it helped me to keep all the anxiety away because I wasn't pondering about what's gonna happen if I fail if I don't do this well well I don't know because I don't know <laughs> it was all about well what I have is this and now so let's hit it
2: You were able to, again, kind of like what we talked about earlier with instead of just thinking about getting to the sun, enjoying the walk to the sun or the jog or the run to the sun. Exactly. You were more in that mindset of, okay, here I am. Let me take this a little bit at a time and just focus on what's in front of me.
0: Yeah, it was easier. Honestly, it was easier to handle the exam this way because well i didn't have this gnawing i had it oh oh what's gonna happen if you fail if you fail no no well i don't care at this point i don't care because i have the exam in front of me and that's what i care about right
2: that makes a lot of sense i was going to mention too that a discussion thread was recently created on the cisco learning network about how do folks avoid burnout and there was a lot of talk in there about a couple of things you mentioned taking breaks break things up and also understanding that the person was studying for a professional level exam. So understanding that the exam is meant to validate existing job skills and the recommended time frame of on the job experience is five to seven years in and of itself. And so you almost need to remind yourself to go slow a little bit in that process. I do
0: remember Peter Pollock telling me, you have to also let the knowledge sit And you also have to be able to understand it in a way that it becomes your second nature, in a way that you understand why things happen and how, rather than just memorizing. Just absorb it. But in order to absorb it, you have to let it sit a bit. You don't have to rush it because then at some point you're going to forget some little piece because it's not understanding, it becomes memorization. But if you just soak yourself in it, then eventually it will (laughs) just get absorbed.
2: Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And so then I also wanted to ask you for folks that are fired up to get after this exam. Maybe they're already in the process. We've talked a bit in the past. We had that wonderful podcast with you and Mark Holm and Daniel Dibb talking about preparation for this exam.
1: Matt's referring to a two-part episode we released called New CCDE Program Updates Discussion. It includes CCDE Exam Program Manager Mark Holm, Senior Architect Daniel Dibb, David, and Matt discussing the CCDE certification track and the latest updates to the exams. They dive deep into the exam topics and how to best prepare, and we highly recommend listening to those two episodes, especially if you're interested in becoming CCDE certified.
2: But we'd be remiss if we don't also mention it here for folks that are actively studying, haven't had a chance to listen to that episode or read other blogs and write-ups, et cetera. What are your recommendations for learning resources and materials for folks?
0: Oof. Well, I would go for, of course, the CCDE Official Certification Guide. The current one, which was written by Zig Ziga, and the previous one, which was written by Marwan al shawi Both of them are excellent resources. Some other resources outside of the official certification guide, things like Optimal Routing Design by Ross White. The book is timeless. The same as The Art of Network Architecture, also by Ross White and Denise Donahue. Those books, it doesn't matter when you read them. The fundamentals of networking are the same. It's not going to change. Those are resources that I would not definitely miss. They are a must. The older CCDP certification guide, written also by Marwan al Shawi and uh, André Laurent. I think it was The Arch. I've written The Arch, The Guide. And oh, well, those are the ones I can think of right now. But all of them are... Well, timeless they are oh and also these scenarios written by martin duggan how could i forget him come on the uh, ccde practical scenarios written by martin duggan and it's also a book in cisco press all of them are in cisco press they are wonderful resources i will leave the book by martin duggan towards the end because these are scenarios like the ones you will find in the exam so you want to touch them right before the exam so you get used to the way they are written and the way they make you think all the others are pure theory. There are a lot of Cisco Live sessions as well that you can consume that uh, also deliver fundamentals. So the, the goal is fundamentals because design is timeless simply because it focuses on fundamentals and things that are not going to change over time. Technology can change. You can have a myriad of names for a new technology with fancy mechanisms, but all these fancy mechanisms rely on the fundamentals and networking being reapplied several times so if you understand how things work and why it's not gonna change (laughs) see everything is gonna be the same so design is really timeless you can read these books anytime you want there is something important in them and it's that the content doesn't
1: well it doesn't expire (laughs) In addition to the resources David just mentioned, be sure to check out the CCDE Learning Matrix, which is available for download from the CCDE certification program pages on the Cisco Learning Network and contains a comprehensive listing of suggested study materials mapped to the blueprint topics for the exams.
2: first started talking here today you mentioned you left the exam i think you told me in the past you kind of put it out of your mind a bit but you got an email i think it was that said your score report was ready
0: well in the last attempt is that i wasn't believing what i was reading (laughs) because see when when you get into the website the website at, at least when you load it in the phone it has an upper left side and a lower right side the lower right side shows you the fails The upper left side shows you your number. When I finished the exam, it was probably an hour and a half to two hours after. I was checking the website to see if I had some result because I got this email of your score report is available. And I said, oh, time to look at it. Yeah, you felt like your your stomach goes somewhere else. (laughs) When I browsed the website, I freaked out because I could not see the fail. (laughs) Could you imagine? I was so used to seeing the fail and the website that I thought, where the hell is my fail? This is broken. <laughs> See, I was freaking out. And after a couple minutes of well, hysteria, I realized that actually it was a pass. And at that moment, then I was crying like a baby for hours. It was open the gate! And that was the last of it. <laughs> <laughs> did you call your mom? Well, yes. And I called a couple of friends as well. I have Peter next to me, and you know what he did? He just went to the printer and he printed this big massive CCD logo with the number under it and he said take it and And that was the last of me for the second time it was (laughs) (laughs) calling some people who were who are close to me and letting them know look I made it and that they were celebrating with me Understanding how relevant it was for me, and then it it was, uh, it it was beautiful. Honestly, I I cried that day, but I didn't cry for several years. Honestly, it was quite a lot of water.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know the big question that's been on your mind since. Okay, first, give yourself a sense of accomplishment, and let that stay. Oh well definitely. Don't ever let that expire. And also at the same time, now you're left in this contemplative state of what's next? Yes, what should I do now? That's something I'm still
0: pondering because it's something I actually was discussing with my psychologist, something I was asking several friends about. Something I even asked dear friend of mine, even Peplnyik. I asked him, So, what do you do after the CCIE? And he said, Well, honestly. I had to take very long walks without technology to figure out that. And that's what I have been doing, just pondering what should I do. And I'm still in the process of, well, first enjoying what I have just done because it's it's quite fresh. (laughs) And enjoying also the place where I am, meaning the present. Not setting myself immediately towards something else in the future when the first thing I was trying to Get myself into thinking was now, the present. What am I going to do now? And right now, I, of course, want to enjoy this and enjoy what's life after the CCDE, life after not having to schedule flights every three months to take the exam, or after not having to check when is the next available date, not having to, oh, again, feeling guilty for enjoying things. Because when you're enjoying something and then you say, oh no, sorry, I should be studying because I have to take the exam again. I have been working on getting rid of that guilt feeling of you are not supposed to be enjoying this because you have to study. And it's been quite difficult. I got so used to gravitating around the exam that, well, now appreciating life is something I have to consciously do. (laughs) I have to see that, no, it's present, it's now. I'm still figuring things out, to be honest. I'm happy and I'm enjoying, of course, the success. But at the same time, I'm trying to enjoy what's life without having this sense of guilt chasing you every time you're enjoying something.
2: And I'll just reiterate one thing that I've suggested for you to consider as well. And I really mean this because I think you have possibly more value than I think you might realize in this regard. And that's to continue to continue to give back and share your wealth of knowledge with other folks as well and more folks. Oh,
0: definitely. I actually got a message in Twitter a couple of days ago. By the way, he's also from Venezuela and he told me, Can we talk about the resources? I want to take these certifications. I want to learn. I want to begin all this journey. And I would definitely love to add a second or another Venezuelan name to the list. And I said, Oh, well, you got me with that? Sure. Let's see it. And- well, probably over the weekend or next weekend, let's have a call and see how I can help you. Of course, with all the Spanish speaking expletives of <laughs> <laughs> the wording. Yeah, you have to make it sound like home, right? So <laughs> but yes, it's nice to be able to share these things. And as well, well, Cisco Live is around the corner. Cisco Live, Amsterdam, Europe. And I know I'll definitely get people asking me, OK, so how do you do this and this? And I will have all the time in the world to sit with them. And then, OK, this is the way I did it. I'm not telling you do this. This is the way that it worked for me. But keep in mind that I had an eight, well, seven to eight year long yearning. So you probably want to make it in a bit less time. <laughs> so what I can tell you is what you should not do, because these were my mistakes.
2: David Penalosa, CCDE. Congratulations again. And thank you, David. <laughs>
0: ah! <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.
1: (laughs) That's it for our episode on David's CCDE achievement. To find more information on the CCDE certification, please visit the Cisco Learning Network at learningnetwork.cisco.com. There you can find all kinds of resources like exam topics, training videos, and an entire community ready to support you in your learning journey finally, please subscribe to the Cisco Learning Network podcast to hear more news and information about the evolving world of Cisco certifications. Thanks for listening.
0: La cucaracha, la cucaracha ya no puede caminar.